So should we start or something? Yeah, so who's going to uh, count us in here? Uh, I'll count us in. Okay, so this is episode five. Oh, it's five. In five, <laughs> four, three. Hey, <laughs> welcome to Wayne's World. Hey. I'm Wayne. I'm Wayne. No, I'm Wayne. <laughs> no, I'm Wayne. No, I said I was Wayne. But your hair... Obviously, your girth. Oh, burn. <laughs> Nobody wants to be Garth. Should we delete all this? No. Just keep it? Okay. The we... kid stays in the picture. Okay. Uh, in five. Okay, just four, announce it. Three. <laughs> hey, welcome to Team Babe, the podcast about babes everywhere <laughs> a babe in the woods a babe in okay. the okay cut in five four three hey welcome to team babe podcast is that what it is <laughs> uh yes <laughs> okay all right here we go in five four yeah three See, i needed a producer two Hey, welcome to the Team Babe podcast. I'm Jason, and I'm Babe. And I'm Robin, and I'm Babe. Yeah, and I said Babe really weird. You did. Babe. Oh, Babe. <laughs> oh, Babe. <laughs> hey, yeah. Well, that's what... Uh, um, put a little, like, James Brown on that Babe. That's what radio announcers do. You know, they give it, like, a pop. Oh, yeah, man. You got to put some put some mustard on it. Pizzazz. Put some sauce on that Babe. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah. So hey, how are you? So good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm just happy to be here. Oh, HTBH. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's just another day, man. Oh, yeah, that's true. Dreaming the life. Yeah, living the dream. Uh huh. You know. Uh huh. <laughs> Any minute. How about you? How are you doing? Did you have a good day? Oh, you know, I had a I had an all right day. It was full. Full. It was full of things. Mm. You know, sounds there's, busy. There's shopping. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. That's like the best thing you can do, right? <laughs> uh, Don't you love that? There was working. Oh. And uh, I did a whole bunch of house cleaning. So you know that that's not good. <laughs> as far as my mood goes, you know. I know. Yeah. But. Uh, Let's just have a moment of silence. Let's have a moment of to, silence to for commemorate all, all the time I wasted on cleaning the house. <laughs> You reluctant housekeeper, you. Oh. Speaking of houses yeah. and keeping them. Oh, yes. What are we talking about this evening? So um, we're going to talk about buying a house. Buying a house? Our first house. Whoa. Hold on. Wait a minute now. So where does this fall into the Team Babe timeline? <laughs> <laughs> so uh yes and and thus far we've done lots of things on team babe right we've yeah. gotten together we've been in the band you we know we got moved married to the coast moved to the coast got married had kids yeah became parents became adults whoa that was kind of like heavy yeah man so super heavy what do you do what's the next logical step duh you buy a house. Get yourself one of them houses, man. And that's what responsible adults hey, do. You, you just buy the house. Yeah, don't rent. Just, yeah. That's crazy. Just buy the house. I mean, you're going to build equity. 
you know, you're you're no longer paying, you know, your your landlord or your throwing your money away. Yeah, just flushing it down the toilet for a place to live. You know, it's like you could be building value, building equity here. And investing in your future. What are you stupid? Not me. (laughs) No, I'm not because I totally invested in my future. Yeah. By buying real estate. (laughs) Didn't you? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, real estate basically always increases in value from what I understand. Always. 100% of the time. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It never goes down. Nope. It's a sure thing. Anyway, um, yeah, not that we're bitter about the process <laughs> or anything. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you guys have like noticed that sarcasm is like a theme, mm. uh, you know, on Team Babe. I mean, I feel like if you're going to be on the team... You have to be a little bit sarcastic, but yeah, and uh, you know, unlike unlike the trait of grace, <laughs> it is possible to to be a little sarcastic, but one cannot have just a little grace. <laughs> but one can have a little sarcasm, and that's that's good. And you know, I mean, there is such a thing as too much sarcasm, but we, we might be there, yeah, right now. Okay, let's tell a story. <laughs> okay. Okay, so where we left off last time, you know, we we talked about both children being born. But in the timeline of our, our overall story, I think that we left off at about probably 2000, 2001, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably about right. Um, so, like, we moved, had moved back from the coast and everything. We're living... We're living here in Reading, renting. Well, first we live with my parents. Uh, yeah. And then block that out. <laughs> that went terrible. Right. And then um we decided, hey, let's get our own place. And sensible. Yep. And Morgan, I believe, was about three months old. The ideal time to move. Awesome time to move. I was still very much anemic. And just struggling to cling to life. And so we decided, hey, you know what? This will be a great time to move. And uh, we found a rental house um, through some friends of ours, family friends, Mm -hmm. that were nice enough to rent to us, even though we had a dog and a child. Oh, God. Both? (laughs) And no money. So that really was (laughs) sweet of them. Yeah, that was was Um, pretty solid. However, this house, I agreed to rent it, and you'd never seen it. (laughs) And you were like, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever. Just figure it out. Oh, yeah, I trust you. Figure it out. Figure it out, lady. Oh, I'm using, like, you you know, young child. One one hundredth of my brain cells here. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I rented this dumpy house. And then when you showed up on day one of moving day, you were horrified. Yeah, I remember, like, Basically, like, shutting down all systems, full system shut down. You were very upset. I was like, whoa. Yeah. But, you know, like, that's just me, like, not knowing, like, what, like, seeing any potential in anything, basically. I think it was also you coming to facing the reality of our money situation. Mm-hmm. And what we could actually like, afford. Oh, this is what that affords. And being parents and having a child. Right. And that extra expense and all that. 
Right, but this isn't a story about renting a house. No. But that was like how we got out, uh, you know, on our own first. And I was still working at the paper. Yes. uh, For a while and Mm -hmm. stuff. And uh, that was, I was kind of getting to the end of my desire to continue doing that. Right. And uh, starting to think about you know, other, other things to do, like the school, yep. school wise and stuff was going to school. You went back to school. Decided to, um, to go work for my parents yep. to like basically learn how to like, you know, sell motorcycles and stuff and right. basically learn how to sell, learn how to run a business was my idea there. We were actually working at the same place at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's right. And that's where we saw each other the most. Yeah. And that was a sad situation. Mm. So, I mean, during this time, I'm working there part-time. I'm bringing Morgan with me to work. I'm breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, still sleep-deprived and all that. You're in the band full-time. Mm. You're at school full-time. Right. And you're working full-time. Yeah, that's a lot of full-time things. So when I was at home, it was pretty much, you know, um, felt like I was there a lot alone and, uh, it was kind of a strange time and I don't honestly remember a lot of it and I don't really remember us doing much of anything together (laughs) and there was a whole lot of, um, like grocery shopping that happened at midnight and, um, Mm. you know, because Morgan was asleep and then like you'd have to wait until, right. There was a lot of us living separate lives, um, living in two different, totally different worlds, um, and just sort of being like ships passing in the night. So it really wasn't like a great time. No. The house sucked. Uh, it, we couldn't afford to turn that air conditioner on. We were just broke, and it was just kind of like a crappy situation. Mm-hmm. We had one car. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when you... When you suggested working for your parents and making more money and all these things, mm-hmm. that seemed great. Yeah. So you went ahead and did that. And I think that that was before Morgan turned one. Mm-hmm. Um, Morgan turned one in 2001. Right. So something else I, happened in 2001, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. About a month before Morgan's birthday, <sighs> 9 11 happened. But you were still at the paper. Yeah. And that whole situation happened and you were in the newsroom and, you know, experienced it as a journalist. Yeah. And I experienced it as like outside my body or something. Like (laughs) I was (laughs) not emotionally involved in that at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had two totally different takes on that. And I also didn't have any, any like perception about what that meant to things like real estate or <laughs> buying houses or, you know, anything like that, like that, that kind of disaster would affect um, my life in any way, shape or form ever. It just seemed very far away. And yeah, you know, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it is kind of strange that you didn't have any, like, uh, well, I guess it's not that strange just given the situation, and what you were going through and stuff like, I didn't have anything but else it didn't to really give. Affect you, that yeah, because you already had all this other stuff going on. So yeah, but uh, yeah. So soon after that, I went to work at the shop. Yep. After nine eleven, I think so. Nine one one, 
I think it was like maybe a month yeah. or so later. Uh, maybe two months. Yeah, it was in the fall of 2001. That's so quick. The time frame is always so mm-hmm. crazy, like compressed more than I, you know, re- recall it being. But, uh, <laughs> wow, I'm really getting the mic, like, <laughs> doing, I'm doing this awesome, like, uh, rapper thing. Yeah. Check, check, check. One, two. <laughs> One, two. Anyway, um, <laughs> side note. Um, okay, so... This whole time, though, I think the living in the crappy rental was like a catalyst for the desire to have our own place. It was like, we just need to, um, you know, move on and live somewhere that we own. And, you know, we can paint the walls and make it nice and all those things. Yeah. And um, we basically, by you changing jobs, working for your family... And it also being just like on the cusp of this crazy economic upswing mm-hmm. that I think was kind of spurred on in some ways by 9-11. You know, there was like a whole lot of American like, you know, like we're going to make the economy amazing by buying a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of talk about that at the time. I remember there was even like, you know, I got a check in the mail. It's like, you're going to get this check in the mail. Make sure you spend it on something, you know. Uh, Some sort of economic Mm -hmm. stimulus thing. I think that was a little later, wasn't it? Not that much later. Huh. And uh, so by the spring of 2002, we were definitely exploring all our options and had kind of come to the conclusion that we actually couldn't afford to buy a house. Uh, based on our income but because we were poor we qualified for this amazing program through the city of reading where you could get this great interest rate and all you needed was you know a friend or family member to gift you a down payment and you know you were in yeah it was a special like home buyer uh, incentives program or something through the city yep and it was a pretty good deal. And I mean, for a lot of people who, like us, couldn't have gone the traditional route, that's how you get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if I could go back and look at the no on the original, <laughs> no, you, we will not give you a mortgage mm-hmm. uh, from a bank, I would have taken that as a sign to not pursue home ownership. <laughs> <laughs> right. There might be a good reason why they're there saying no. There was a no. great reason. <laughs> Um, but I just ignored that and was like, okay, so how can I make this happen? Yeah. So we figured that out and we qualified for this whole thing. And it, yeah, there were a lot of hoops to jump through as I remember. Uh-huh. Like there was, you know, crazy paperwork oh, and yeah. like the inspections were really intense and stuff like that when we did end up like actually, you know, putting an offer on a place or multiple places Yep. or whatever. And, um, yeah, but I mean, I guess at that point, like... Also, like I was starting, I was making more money and starting to see like, you know, that, that starting to think that that would be just like a really good idea. Right. I did too. I think there was also just a lot of, um, like, you know, with that stuff, like this economic stimulus package and stuff like that, like they were really like pushing those programs and pushing home ownership, like Mm -hmm. super hard. Yeah. You know, cause when you're 21, you should own a house. Yeah, I mean, what are you waiting for? <laughs> 21, huh? That's how old I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I was maybe 22, 21 or 22. Uh-huh. 
No, you're 22. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts, man. Yeah. So, um, we basically did not have a down payment of any kind. Right. We were just basing all of this on our monthly income. So your parents, you know, save the day, came in, gave us our little down payment, cash, gift, whatever it was mm-hmm. that was needed. We, uh, you know, it was crazy. It was like when we go to, we'd go to look at these places, there'd be like 15 other people putting offers in at the same right. time. Yeah. There's like this scramble, just like, if you want to have this house, we're going to go back to the office five minutes right from now. Write an offer right You're going to sign your name on the line or you're not going to get it. And you're also going to put in an offer that's over their asking price, yeah. as I remember too. Like to get your offer to be taken seriously, that's how you had to do it. Get to the front but, of the line. But backing up just a little bit, like so working at the shop, I got to – like know this customer at the shop. Oh right, that's right. Uh, Roger, <laughs> uh, Mister One Eight Hundred, right now. That's right, Roger. I love Roger. Oh yeah, he's great, man. And uh, he's like just just an awesome motorcycle guy who also happened to be a real estate agent. Yep. And so as we were thinking about this and you know talking about it more and hearing other people like, oh, we're buying a house, oh, we're buying a house, you know, like not like people our age, but like no. other people that <laughs> I was around at least. Sure. You probably weren't talking to anybody. I didn't talk to anybody, no, anybody <laughs> didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was all me. Um, uh, yeah. So anyway, like uh, Roger... Uh, so I was just one day I was thinking about it. So I just asked him cause he was in like oh, getting parts or right. something like that. I was like, Oh yeah, we're kind of thinking about getting a place or something like that. And then that, that really started the project. Oh, he was probably pitching you in earnest too. I mean, I love Roger, but he was a great real estate agent because he really sold places to you. Yeah. He was a great salesperson mm-hmm. and he wasn't a, you know, he wasn't like a swindler or whatever. He was just doing his job. He was just totally. good at sales. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so he totally got me, too. I mean, we go and look at these places with him. You know, we cruise around his car, and we take Morgan, and we, you know, we go to all these just, like, dumpy-ass <laughs> shitholes, and he'd just be like, you know, he's just making jokes the whole time. I know. He was funny. He would make jokes and stuff <laughs> like that, and we would all laugh, and, you know, we'd all be making jokes it and was cracking fun. jokes together. It was a fun process. Yeah. And, like, you know, he would make jokes about places that were obviously crappy, and do you right. remember that one place we went to, <laughs> and uh, we're, like, looking around, and it looked like, you know... It looked like like some band or like, you know, biker gang had been living yeah. there or something. And it looked like a murder house. Absolutely. And I believe that there was a tent pitched inside <laughs> this house. Inside the house. Uh-huh. So we're looking through this place and we've been in there for like maybe two and a half minutes. There's maybe another uh, group, like oh, another yeah. couple looking Always. at it, coming in at the same time, another yeah. real estate agent and everything. And um, we're looking around. And you and I are kind of looking at each other like, oh, like what this sucks, like or whatever. And Roger, you know, we look over at Roger and he's like, let's get out of here right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it was like very good at reading the situation. He's like, no, this is just too much. Like this is, this can't be done. Right. Right. He knew to call it. And like, the funny thing is that we looked at several places that, I would consider to be almost like a mobile home, but not exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it really started to occur to me in the process that we really couldn't afford the house I was picturing. 
<laughs> and uh, the house I was picturing really did not exist for $100,000. And I remember like the real kicker was we went and looked at this place. We had this beautiful outside garden. Um, I was like so impressed. Oh, yeah. I remember that place down, yeah. down uh, by the river. Yeah. So impressed with the outside landscape and everything. You get in there, there's like, you know, 10 people living in this house or whatever, just jam packed into this like 800 square foot place. They have like a 75 inch, you know, big screen TV or whatever. And I'm yeah. just like, wow. Okay. So this is really a shithole. And they mm-hmm. have really spent months and months like, making it look amazing from the outside. Yeah. And I think also, <laughs> yeah, it was obviously not like not livable. No. Like by a, like a normal person. Right. We weren't we weren't willing to make that. But it was also as I remember like over our budget. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we wouldn't have even been able we, to like Actually, we put a bid in on that place and we didn't get it. Uh, so, I mean, this was this was just like the process of this first house really got off to a crazy start yeah we put an offer on another place that was accepted and then did a bunch of uh, inspections didn't pass it didn't pass so the other thing that was hard about this was because we accepted this down payment money from your parents they felt like they had a say so in where we bought our house right and i remember we did find a house that i was pretty happy with that needed i don't know some repairs, but not something crazy. But it was downtown. And they were like, oh, no, you're not going to live downtown. Hmm. And I was like, what? They're like, yeah. Forgot about that. We're giving you money, so um, you're going to live where we say. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? It, like, this was all like a big, like, record scratch for me. I was like, I thought you were just giving us money out of the goodness of your heart with no agenda. You know? Anyway, when it all when it all was said and done, it was like, you're going to live on the east side like we do. Because that's I where... I don't know about oh, that. Uh-huh. I don't uh-huh. know about that. That doesn't sound right. Oh, that's... I think, I think yeah. like, you know, my dad made, like, snarky comments about any place we looked at that was over, like, on the west side of town. And then, you know, they both would, like, you know, play up any place that we were checking out that was on the other side of town that was closer to them. But I don't remember any there being any like clear oh. like no you're gonna do this. Well, it was kind of like you know like if you're gonna go with that place, like we we weren't we wouldn't put the money down. Huh. I don't remember that. I don't think that's right. Oh, okay. But <laughs> so maybe they had that conversation with you. Maybe and they not did. Me. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, me and your dad really kind of like I felt like we kind of butted heads on that whole thing, and like it. it that was another wake up call. I was like, shit, well, we really can't, <laughs> we really can't do this on our own. And it, we really can't also feel like, you know, once we do this, that is really, I don't know, like 100% our thing or our idea or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that pissed me off to no end. So, I mean, but that's the reality. I mean, like, yeah, of course, someone who's <laughs> helping you out, they're going to have something to say about what you're doing. Yeah. I they mean, might have conditions or, sense. you know, and they might have been also bringing up things that, I mean, well, I don't know if this is the case, but like, if a place was, was really bad or, you know, then we weren't like recognizing it or was in just like a really crappy area or something. I don't know. It that just, comes to mind too. But yeah. anyway, so like, I think... You know, we 
kind of been through the ringer for a few months, like looking at places and stuff like that. Very competitive market. Like everything was way already like way overpriced and stuff like that. And we had no idea how high it was going to go. Oh yeah. Because like we thought we were kind of stretching it for what we eventually did. Like what we did pay. Right. But like, you know, it went up so much from there. Um, that it was just kind of crazy. Yeah. And we, when we finally, um, found the place that we bought, Mm -hmm. there was like six or seven other groups of people in the driveway Yeah, when we got there. And I remember Roger saying like, oh, I, you know, I I recognize these people, Yeah, you know, like so-and-so they're, they're going to be heading back over to the, you know, mortgage office, like within minutes. So if you think you want this. Let's get in there and start writing some paperwork. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, so on the. And he had also sold that house before. Three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this house had a lot of appeal. One, it was on the east side. No argument from your parents. No arguments. Two, it had been renovated. So the inside of it was like brand new, like a new house. Yeah. Except the house was ancient. <laughs> right. Um, it was in our price range. It was in the zone that the city would approve. Mm-hmm. And, um, didn't have like inspection issues. No, inspe- no, no yeah. deck or any, like a, you know, it was flat. Red flags. It was flat. It was in town. I mean, there was a lot of things about it that were just kind of like real straight up and down. Sweet evaporative cooling system. Oh, God. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. <laughs> Here's the sad part of the story. Yeah. This house was in a row of houses that were built in, I think it was like 1948, 1950s, somewhere in there. These are old houses that are on the side of a very busy street. Yeah. Now, when I was a kid, I used to drive by these houses, right? They're kind of low to the ground, they're kind of squatty, you know? Kind of sad as you look at them from the road, and especially since they're old, right? Yeah. If they haven't been fixed up and maintained, they really look like shit. Mm-hmm. And they're right next to each other. They're just these little cookie cutter things. And I used to think when I drive by them as a kid, I feel so sorry for the people that have to live in these. I houses. don't think you ever told me about of that. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I just I couldn't admit it at the time. Oh no. Oh yeah. So I'm like going, oh my God, really? Oh yeah. I had this like total stigma about this row of houses. I was like, that's where the poor people live. I feel so sorry sorry for them. them. Oh, Oh, (laughs) boo-hoo. The poor people like me in Uh, uh, 18 years or 19 years or something. Yeah. But after all of the horrible places we looked at, this looked like. A palace. It did. It looked really nice because, yep. you know, new carpet, new appliances, like, you know, yep. tile. Like, they did a good job. They did. There wasn't, there wasn't anything wrong with it per se other than it had evaporative cooling. Yeah. Uh, it was right on a super busy street. Yeah. Single pane windows. Yeah. Uh, it didn't drain very well. Uh-uh. Uh, Backyard was a mess. The roof was really hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How to get a new roof. I mean... I had to get a new water heater. I on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, black widows. Oh, and it, like crawling everywhere. The worst infestation of black widows I've ever experienced in my really? life. Really? Oh yeah. I was kind of joking, but I guess there were a lot. Um, I guess you weren't there that much or something, because <laughs> like, uh, yeah. 
I mean, I do remember <laughs> having a few Black Widows, but that's not out of the ordinary. Oh, figure. no. Not a few. I mean. Were they inside the house? Oh, yeah. Oh. Inside, outside. Kind of getting the heebie-jeebies now. In the storage shed, in the backyard. I remember them in the storage shed. Oh, yeah. I mean, the biggest, most healthy Black Widows you've ever seen in your life. So many we had to hire a pest guy. <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's pretty hardcore. That's a lot. Because we couldn't really afford a pest No. It was like a life or death kind of situation, you know? Yeah, especially with a young child. A small child that liked to pick everything up, so. Oh, and we should mention that when we moved there, wait, wait, wait. No, I guess I guess uh, Morgan wasn't like an infant. Well, he was still an yes. infant, right? Yeah, 18 months. Oh, God. Yeah, so we moved <laughs> we moved into the last place when he was three months. Right. And uh, Still an waited infant. a whole whatever <laughs> I can't do math. Sixteen months after that to yeah. move into the new place. Still yeah. very a very great time to like Oh, absolutely. Pack I mean, up all your belongings and just set out and, but so I mean good. we were stoked. Yes. We were stoked. We were excited. We had the homeowner blinders on. I mean, we were just like in it. To win it. Like, sign my name on whatever you want. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And oh, Do you uh, remember what our mortgage payment was? Oh, my gosh. It was so low. <laughs> Wasn't it like five something? No, it was like seven. Mm. And how did that, that program work in this, like, this, I have a frog in my throat. Uh-oh. Uh, that program worked. <laughs> uh. Okay. Sorry, so guys. Here's how it works. <clears throat> The uh, the city of Reading, they give you this deal. You get this real low interest rate. But you have to, at some point, refinance your house and pay them back in a certain amount of time. Otherwise, the mortgage sort of worked in reverse and your well, payment started going up. As I remember, they had like, a, it was a fixed loan for the main amount, but then they had this silent second. Yeah. Where it's like you didn't have to pay on it. You didn't have to pay anything on it. But you could pay. You did eventually if you sold the house or if you kept it, you know. It came to. over five years or something like that. And you had to pay this thing off. And it was a it lot. It was like 30 grand or something. Yeah. So it was like our mortgage mortgage was only like 97000 But our mm-hmm. second mortgage was like 30000 It was less than that. I think the sale sale price was eighty nine five. If I remember right, maybe so. I'm not but sure, but there, there was a lot of other fees things. and things. Yeah, we, had, you know, I think like we split up uh, redoing the roof with the buyer yes. or the seller mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like there was some. There some was a like there's a lot of extras that kind of got built into that thing. So we were like, well, of course, you know, the uh, the price of the house will go up. We'll refinance. We'll pay off the second. Yeah, you know, whatever. I mean, we. Really didn't have it all figured out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the bottom line was, I, I feel like from the time we put the bid in to the time we moved in was short. Yeah. 40 days. Mm-hmm. It was short. And um, this was the first time that Morgan had ever spent the night away from home. Uh, so we could move. Oh, when we moved. Oh, we moved all night long. I remember that. <laughs> I was horrible like we moved all day we moved all night we got up and moved some more in the morning like we were just back and forth with this truck like yeah it was just the two of us uh it was bad 
I mean, people shut up here and there, but yeah. Yeah. Just the two of us. <laughs> we can make um, it if we try. So as I was unpacking boxes, I remember that's when I encountered the first Black Widow. And I was like, oh, we must have brought that over from the other house. Yeah. No. No. Oh, no. Um, so <laughs> it was that? Like one of the bedrooms, probably. The Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boxes in the bedroom had Black Widows in it. Boxes in the carport had Black Widows in them. The, every, just every nook and cranny. Yeah. Hmm. So the, the killer on that, when we finally hired the pest guy, this was like a year later. I'm, I'm like killing Black Widows left and right, you know, like almost every day. You're off somewhere at work or like playing in the band. I don't know what you're doing, but you're not killing Black Widows like no, I was. I wasn't. I was the chief Black Widow killer. Yeah. And um, finally, I was sitting on this armchair. Morgan's in the tr- the swing that's attached to the tree. I'm pushing Morgan in the swing. La-di-da. I'm sitting in this lawn chair. All of a sudden, Morgan, from where he's sitting in the swing, can see the big leg of a black widow coming up over the arm of the armchair. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got my arm. This is like a horror movie. Oh, yeah. I've got my arm, you know, sitting there. Yeah, and he starts to like freak out because we he knows what a black widow is obviously because I've been like telling him for a whole year or whatever don't Dude, touch it don't no touch wonder it. he has such a problem oh, with spiders absolutely oh yeah I, I just completely <laughs> forgot about all this <laughs> so, so it's gonna touch you oh, and he's like going oh yeah ah! right freaking mom, out mom there's a spider uh huh you know. So I'm like, where, where? I'm looking all over, and it's like slowly, like getting on like, my arm, slowly, <laughs> g- like gently, like slowly articulating like, its little, <laughs> little One, crazy paw, uh huh, right over the top of my arm. Oh, and I'm like looking gently, on the ground, gently stroking your arm hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm looking on the ground. Where, where is it? Where is Lulling it? Lulling you to sleep. Yeah. Anyway figured it out oh it's right there on my arm <laughs> and completely freaked out yeah. and uh yeah smashed it with a rock thought i had smashed it with a rock but it was attached to the rock so when uh. i picked the rock up i got the spider too <laughs> so it took me like you know a half hour to kill it like it was unkillable it was crazy and after that i was like i'm calling i'm calling the past guy i can't take it anymore yeah yeah it's like the right move for sure <laughs> So this this went on. We lived there for um what four years, four and a half years, right? Yeah, I guess that's right. So what would that have been like? Two thousand two, fall of yep. two thousand two. No spring, spring, spring. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So we really didn't stay at Hartpool for that long. No. Huh. Yeah, I guess that's right. Uh, until 2006, fall of 2006. Yes. So we, in that time, like, we did pay off that silent second. We, we did. We, we refinanced, I mean, paid off the silent second. We did had, everything right on this house, I got to tell you. Like, we yeah. bought it at the right time. Mm-hmm. We refinanced. We I mean, paid just that thing through off. through dumb luck. <laughs> the real estate market was just, like, through the roof. Yeah. Right? I mean, I remember, like, I think both of ours, both sets of parents were like shaking their head at how much this crappy little place cost. Oh, absolutely. But they were able to get on board because like it was nice inside. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least it looked nice inside. Sure. You know. Right. And we 
We did. We really spent a ton of time and money making it nice. Oh, nicer. projects. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so from like, you know, having to have like a plumbing company dig out the main uh, sewer line, you know, to like, uh, you know, cut tr- giant roots and stuff like that out of it and then like replace the line to um a joyous project to create a back uh (laughs) patio is that what you would call it yeah Uh, a brick patio brick yeah that was a nightmare oh my god oh and at the same time putting in a backyard basically like a sprinkler system a shed um grass we put yeah. in grass we put in a swing set we put in a tire swing put in a clothesline we put in gravel we put you know we hauled all the sand in there to create the brick patio right. i mean we worked like dogs like for months and months and months and you know what i really remember like the bummer part of all that was when we got ready to sell that house Uh uh-huh so guess who we hired to sell our house roger roger 1-800 right absolutely because we knew he'd get it done he we did not clean up like we didn't do anything like we're like it's just roger whatever yeah he's like i'm only gonna look at square footage and location i don't care what your house looks like yeah it's like great so i won't clean up so he comes over and we go out back and we're on our patio in quotation marks uh-huh. which is really disheveled at this point because our all of our work that we put into it was just like totally destroyed by like trees and rain and oh, roots roots and all kinds of stuff so we'd really kind of like given up on caring about it and we had this horrible like kiddie pool that was full of like slime <laughs> sitting on the patio in addition to an old dog bed that was just like hadn't been washed in like six months. Oh my God. The lawn's dead. Like there's weeds everywhere. There's trash all over the lawn. Like Morgan had been out there just like shredding stuff up doing God <laughs> knows what. We were just like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, this is like the before and after it's like, we go there. We're just like, yay, it's our new house. We're going to spend every minute making it amazing. And like truly three yeah. and a half years later, we are like, fuck. <laughs> we spent, and we did spend all this time, money and effort making it amazing. I mean, we put in like a, we did. that kerosene heater. Oh God. You know, like. We replaced the water heater. We put in a whole, yeah. A new evaporative cooler. Yeah. We didn't t- we? Yep. We took the wood stove out of oh. there. Okay, this place had <laughs> had had an, a uh, swamp cooler that sounded like a fucking seven forty seven yeah jet uh-huh. taking off in your ear. So like we, I think that's when we got um, we started like uh, watching all of our shows and stuff and Netflix and stuff with the subtitles on. Yeah, because we because our television anything. didn't go loud enough <laughs> <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> In order to be able to hear the dialogue in a f- like regular show, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. you know, with that with that cooler on. Oh, it was real. It was real sweet. And it didn't even cool you off because no. Reading is this insane inferno place where it's like a hundred and you know ten degrees at like eleven o'clock at night. So I remember like we would turn it off sometimes to like try to watch a show, 
before <laughs> maybe before we learned the subtitle trick or before or uh yeah maybe i don't know or if a show didn't have subtitles or right. something like that and then i remember like we would take a break or something from watching <laughs> and go turn turn the jet engines on and stand under the vent for like five minutes or something to try to just cool down a little bit oh, god. oh my god so why so why did we just like stop we were just done with the place? No, you know, it, it was just kind of like overwhelmed. So yeah. basically, um, the time that we lived there, it was like, we lived this very strange life. So it was like, on the one hand, we started out poor, right? And we got this help for poor people. Mm-hmm. And then the longer you worked at the shop, the more money you made. Right. So each year that went by, we sort of got more and more rich in quotation marks. Yeah. And between the two of us, um, I kept working at the shop. Um, things were, it was just like gangbusters. Like you guys just started selling motorcycles. Like there was no tomorrow. Yeah. It was crazy. It was like it was like a, somebody turned a faucet on. It was, like it was never going to turn off. Definitely spurred on by great financing deals that oh, ended yeah. up being like the worst thing for most <laughs> of the people who bought things. <laughs> and uh, the housing market because people would come in and they would write like a a check out of their home equity account and just get like three motorcycles or four motorcycles or something. Like it was nuts. So in this process of living at this house and increasing our income, we did all kinds of stuff. We bought a brand new car off the lot, right? We... Got rid of our old salvage title car. You know, mm-hmm. we're moving up in the world. Oh, yeah. And then we buy this, uh, you know, Jetta turbo wagon. <sighs> oh, yeah. And, like, we're really, like, living the high life. Killing, killing I mean, the game. Keep in, keep in mind that we still don't have central AC. Okay. <laughs> but um, let's get our priorities straight <laughs> Oh, let's here. get our priorities straight. Yeah. I start selling stuff on eBay. Like, I start eBaying. And yeah. doing vintage resale like around this time. Mm-hmm. So I get this like side hustle thing kind of going on where I'd sell stuff and I just use that money to buy more stuff. Like there was no plan. Furniture? Oh, it, it, whatever. Clothes, clothing. more stuff on eBay, oh, yeah. shoes. I mean, I, I started this like vintage clothing addiction basically. Um, and that was what I was spending a lot of my time doing while I was working at the shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> And so then why did that, so I guess it was just, we were both so busy doing all this other stuff. We just didn't take care of anything at the house. Um, it just became like priority shifted. Yeah. It was like, you know, Hey, we've got this house. We did this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the two cars, we got the homeowner, we got our kid We're you know, we're kind of living this American dream sort of thing. But at the same time, you are still in the band, or you know, full time. Yeah, you're gone all the time. Right. I started kind of, um, kind of going down the tubes as far as feeling very resentful mm. for all the time you were away. Yeah. But not necessarily saying that or doing anything about it. Right. And we also started spending a lot of time and money on escapism, mm-hmm. which included shopping for clothes and furniture uh, and get some shoes man new music equipment and going out and drinking and going on vacation and whatever it was just all it was all predicated on the 
low mortgage payment, you know, yeah, which yeah. was what kept that lifestyle alive. Mm-hmm. And that went on for a while. And then we, we kind of had to come to Jesus at one point and we decided that, Hey, you know, we need to make some decisions here. Are we going to have more kids? You know, what are we doing? Yeah. So we, after a lot of, you know, long talks and, you know, indecision and whatever, we decided that we did want to have another kid. Yeah. And so that's when we started kind of planning for Charlie. Mm-hmm. And that was 2005. Yeah. And I think basically once we made that decision and that whole process kind of went into motion, that's when we started letting the house go. Because mm-hmm. yeah. really, truly, like once I got pregnant, like I was having a real hard time doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I started homeschooling Morgan that year. You left the band that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like not spurred on by you, I will add, because uh, I am yes, sort of proud you. of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you came to that realization on your own, yeah. and I was so relieved. You didn't have to like, you know, like put your foot down. Nope, I did something. I was like, this is, this is bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is like not cool. And I was really, uh, that was my plan actually in the, in the whole game was like, I didn't want to be resented. Like, oh, I'm the wife that was like, no, you can't go out and like have fun and be in a band. Yeah. I want you, you know, I was like, I want you to be able to go out and do that. Be creative, like have your own time. But I forgot to have my own time. (laughs) Yeah. And have my own project. I was just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, I just don't want to be that person. And so, anyway, you finally changed your mind, made a big life decision. Yeah. And kind of, that was part of having Charlie. Yeah. Because I said, I can't, I cannot have another kid while you're in this band full time. Mm -hmm. Like, that was so stressful. And we both agreed that that was true. And we just said, you know, let's do it differently. And so... I think that our focus just kind of shifted to family stuff and thinking about, you know, the this new child we're going to bring into the world. Yeah. And basically, like, I had a really hard time being pregnant. Like, I, I mean, I'm just not a person that can really function 100% and be pregnant. And yeah. we, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to start homeschooling the second that I get pregnant, you know, or whatever. It's just like... I'm sick and I'm, I'm tired and I'm, you know, just kind of struggling. Yeah. And, um, by the way, this is also when, um, right around the time when (laughs) we took that cruise. Oh yes. That's right. Uh, we, you know, because the sales were so good. We won the trip. Yeah. Uh, the, the motorcycle shop, like won. Uh, you know, sales contests and stuff like that. And pretty much every year, like there was some sort of vacation trip that was like the prize or whatever. So we got to go in 2006, which right. is really funny because, well, you'd be the, ju- <laughs> <laughs> you'd be the judge, but uh, right now I'm taking antibiotics to uh, get rid of the um, parasite that we believe that i picked up in puerto rico on that trip on that fucking trip so so this is a long time later i don't know if i'm comfortable with saying how many years 13 years oh yeah you said it 
uh, 13 Thir- years. Yeah. You should say it. And uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, I just took my second uh, <laughs> dose. <laughs> like truly today you started taking yeah. the medicine that will kill this parasite you picked up 13 years ago on the cruise that you won <laughs> because you sold so many motorcycles. I mean, it's just, it's nuts. Yeah, man. You know, it's just like the normal thing that happens. Yeah, it happens to everybody I hear. No, never. Do you remember? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because basically I got like dysentery on yeah. the cruise. You were pregnant. You were sick the whole time. The seas were, the seas were oh, angry that day, yeah. my friends. <laughs> they sure were. <laughs> <laughs> that week, they were like rolling, oh. man. And you were so sick. And like the only place that we could uh, escape the seasickness was to go up on the top deck where the pool was and try to just sit in the pool because like right. as the ship is rolling around, the, the pool, pool rolls around. But if you're in the pool, you don't feel it. You're not feeling it as much. You well, know? let me just note, I couldn't take any medication. Yeah. I couldn't take any Dramamine. I was limited to C bands only, which I never took off. You can't take Dramamine when you're pregnant. Basically yeah. is it? Yeah. Baby yeah. doesn't like it. Right. Puts um, baby to sleep or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah I obviously didn't take any medication I puked the first night we got on the ship I remember you were you and Morgan now of course we took Morgan with us like we always do oh, yeah. uh, you and Morgan were in the hot tub and you were drinking cocktails in the hot tub <laughs> uh, while the ship was like basically like rolling around like a circle like a marble in a jar and I'm in the room just Sick barfing my brains out. And you come back and you're like, oh, you should get in the hot tub. <laughs> all, Have oh, a cocktail. Oh, oh wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So anyway, we... Um, like, you're not supposed to get in the hot tub when you're pregnant either. Absolutely not. <laughs> this was your drunken advice. Oh, my advice. God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I do not look good <laughs> in so many of these stories. Oh, it's okay. Um, oh yes all is forgiven eventually I mean we had it was a cool trip because we got to go to all these places we would never have been able to afford to go to Morgan loved that trip it was all about like pirates and going to the beach and you know all that stuff yeah I mean like the beach time it was a good family coconuts it's a good family trip other than the fact that you were um, so sick that I it took me a while to understand how sick you were because of course I was sick too. Right. Uh and I just assumed that if you were going, oh yeah, hey, let's go to the zoo and let's go to the pirate museum that you were like filling up to it. That I wasn't like shitting my brains out <laughs> for like 72 <laughs> hours on end. Uh when no, it was longer than that. Yeah. On like day 5 of that cruise, we were um I cannot remember which island we were at, but it was Oh, it must have been St. Thomas because it was a U.S. owned island. Yeah, it was somewhere where we could get like go to Payless or pay. Oh, you'd like Walgreens or Walgreens. CVS or yeah, somewhere. CVS. And what I. Did, what did CVS used to be? Pay. A thrifty. Thrifty. Pay thrifty. <laughs> so. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna have to Wikipedia that later. Uh, I remember we were just walking around, and all of a sudden, you were like. I have to find a bathroom like right oh, yeah. this second. And I was like, why? What's going on? You're like, um, I'm going to talk to you about it later. And you just like turned around and left. And I was like, uh, that yeah, doesn't seem that. normal. And so Morgan and I are like standing out waiting for you and you come back. I was like, are you okay? Like what? 
what is happening? You're like, I'm not okay. <laughs> You're like, I am having like the worst diarrhea of my entire life. And I was like, how long has that been going on? You're like, for five days. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm smart. How? So I'm like, okay, we're going to, this has to stop. And we think this came from tomatoes or something and well, fucking Puerto Rico. So the first day of the trip, we go to Puerto Rico. We go to a non-US chain restaurant because we want to like, you know, eat somewhere cool. Yeah. Not go to Hard Rock Cafe or something. Mm-hmm. And we go and, you know, like had a burrito or something. And there's some tomatoes on the plate. And uh, I said, you shouldn't eat those tomatoes. I... I read up on this, you know, being pregnant and everything. I was like, I really don't want to get sick. I was like, don't eat those tomatoes because they're raw. You're like, I'll be damned if I'm going to go to Puerto Rico and not eat the food. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was like, okay. All right. Well. Alrighty. Let's be sick for the next 13 years. (laughs) So crazy. (laughs) And really sick for like a week. Yeah. Uh, Until you go to the ship doctor well yeah so i went to I the get to see dr bones or whatever on oh. the fucking uss <laughs> enterprise <Dysentery>. <laughs> <laughs> that's more yeah. like it um I, well, I went to the cvs spent 85 dollars on every like pepto-bismol yeah, every anti yeah diarrhea thing i could plug think of. your plug all holes <laughs> for as long as possible so i was like you were we were scheduled to do something that day and mm-hmm. you were like i think we should just go and do the thing i was like no you're gonna go mm-hmm. lay on the bed and i'm gonna stuff all this medicine down your throat and then you're gonna go to the doctor like don't even talk about going anywhere else <laughs> i was just like this is insane yeah but anyway you're really tough that is insane. You went snorkeling and on tour buses and to the pirate museum and up and down stairs and on and on and on. Never said a word. <laughs> Just it was impressive. Man. It was impressive. <laughs> yeah, look, it really does a lot of good for me. <laughs> I mean, to the point where you're like in a crisis. I mean. Yeah, I had a crisis in St. Thomas. I'm going <sighs> to write a song about it someday. Oh. About shitting in that Burger King bathroom hey. in St. Thomas. It was like a Burger King or something. It was. They had stalls. I was Hallelujah. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> Look at these fine accommodations. This is way better than the rat box that I've been shitting in. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, back of the room or whatever. This little, like, <laughs> cubby hole or whatever. <laughs> Just like, oh, God. Such a romantic what trip. What a romantic and horrible Ooh. thing to, to pass along to others. But I was having a hard time. Well, let it be a lesson to all the of you. The old bowels. If yeah, thinking... listen to Robin. <laughs> That's the fucking lesson, dude. Like, when she said, talks about tomatoes, like, she's not just saying tomatoes because she thinks you shouldn't eat the tomatoes. Like, she likes tomatoes. She doesn't have I a problem do. with lectins. Love tomatoes. You know, she'll eat the, she'll eat those yeah, or whatever. You absolutely. know, but, like, d- just fucking listen. Just listen to the advice. Like, you know, I can go back in my mind to this time when uh, I, I don't remember it for sure. I kind of remember the place and stuff like that, but I don't remember saying that, but I totally believe it because I'm like, if there is food on my plate, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> like they served me this. Like it would be, it would be a disservice, a dishonor to this place. Like if I didn't, you know, eat the tomato that they put on there, it's like, Dude, you don't have to eat the fucking tomato. <laughs> well, no, like, you were all about, I'm going to have this experience. I'm going to be on this vacation. I'm going to experience the food and the place. And I'm going to do all these things. And I don't want to be limited 
by this fear mm-hmm. that I'm going to get sick or something's oh, going to happen. I had the experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you that, know, I mean, for me, it was... sweet, sweet dysentery Being experience. pregnant saved me. Yeah. I did not eat a lot of stuff. God, I mean, I was really careful. Move. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't get dysentery. I had enough seasickness for 10 people, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. If you had gotten sick like that. Well, I probably would have actually, you know, really, for me, if I had gotten sick like that, I probably would have just miscarried. I mean, for me, probably. it was like life and death. Yeah. So it felt much more serious. Um, yeah. Anyway, I didn't let Morgan eat the tomatoes. So we were all safe except for you. And, uh, boy, by the time we got back to the United States, I was just kind of like, Wow, that was a shitty trip. <laughs> that was crazy, man. I mean, everything from like the hotel the first night in Fort oh, yeah. Lauderdale. Oh, it was horrible. To like, you know, because I'm sure like Morgan had trouble sleeping. Oh, and we probably absolutely. woke up at like fucking four o'clock oh, in the morning or something, you know? 100%. Just ter- So, wait, why are we talking about this? Because we're talking about that this oh, was. Oh, the, ti- the times that led up to. Just not giving a shit about the house. Yeah, yeah. This oh. was the beginning of that time. <laughs> so, like, later that year, basically, probably, what, in the summer? No, we, this this trip happened in, like, January. No, I mean, when, when we decided it was, we are going to put this the oh. house on the market and sell yes. it and stuff yes, like yes, that. Yes. Because I want to get back to that point where yes. you're showing uh, Roger around the place. <laughs> And I, because I don't remember what he said oh, to you, God. but I really want to hear what he said. Oh. So anyway, set the scene. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yes, uh, we went into a lot of detail, but it's kind of important because it's just an illustration of the craziness of the things that happen that do affect your decisions and stuff. And so um, basically after we came back from the cruise, we spent a lot of time like preparing for Charlie. Yeah. Charlie was born in July of 2006. Now, we started talking about potentially selling the house mm-hmm. like in June. Because we had to get a bigger place because... No, 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 no. You, But that you, was the excuse, right? I mean, yes and no. Like we were all prepared for just staying there in that house with Charlie. Mm-hmm. It, the house was a thousand square feet. I mean, it was small. We could have made it work. Yeah. Um. No, it was really because you started to understand the real estate market was on the upswing and it was the bubble was going to burst. And you're like, if we're going to sell this house, we got to do it right now. Right. Because we were looking at, we bought the place for like 90. Right. We refinanced to like clear up the second, the the silent second. Yeah. So we were into it for like 105, 105, something like that or something like that. And like, I'm looking at these places selling for like 150 plus. Right. I'm like, holy shit, we could make like 60 grand or something. Yeah. Like in the course of four or five years, like we should do that. Right. And That's also smart. like maybe we can get this place that like, you know, like Robin has had on her mind. Sure. Or whatever. The dream house. Know, the dream house. Because like. Things are also going very well at the shop, like money-wise and stuff still. So it's like, well, we can afford much more than like a six or $700 payment. Yes. So we're like, this is crazy. Here we're in this tiny little place. We can afford more. Doesn't have an air conditioner. Right. The time is right. If we're going to sell, we're going to make a lot of money. We're going to make that equity. 
it's a he, like a busy street out front. We can't like the kids can't play together. Like you can't right. let them out the front door, right? Because they'll just die. Yeah, I mean, truly, it was. Yeah, it was dangerous. People going like forty-five or fifty miles per hour, like whoosh, yeah, all day. So, leading up to that decision, I'm ginormously pregnant. Okay, and I'm not in my right mind. Right. Uh, again, anytime you're going to be pregnant or have children, you're going to have a lot of crazy hormones that affect your brain. And like this, at this time, I had quit my job at the shop. I had quit doing eBay on the side. I had been homeschooling Morgan. I had like basically shifted my entire focus onto <clears throat> family. Child rearing. Yeah, it was all about this domestic life. Right. And I had really tried to get away from drinking too much, going out and doing all this escapism stuff. I really was like, you know what? I want to be a good parent. I want to be present. You know, like you being around more was helpful. Mm -hmm. There There were a lot of things that were like changing. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just getting more and more and more overwhelmed because one, I'm not feeling great. And I've got, you know, a five year old that I'm teaching to read and write. It was like a total <laughs> handful. Oh, the most difficult student of all time. Um, we have a dog, you know. We're we ripped all the carpet out of the, the house. I remember that I was thinking we about that. Redid the floors ourselves while I was seven months pregnant. Right. Like we're just always in the middle of some chaos. And always just pushing it, man. Just pushing it to the total limit. And so when you started talking about, well, we should sell the house. This was like not what I wanted to hear because I had spent some time sort of like making this nest as you do, mm-hmm. getting ready for this new baby. Right. So this was like, I was like, that's crazy. I'm not going to do that. Like, we're not going to move when we have a new baby. That's nuts. I can't do that. Who would do that? I can't do that. Us five years ago or four years ago? Yeah, because I'd already done it and it was sharp in my memory. And so you're like, hey, if we don't do this right now, we're going to lose out on having the house that we really want. I started thinking about it and I started looking at house prices and I was like, well, okay, you know, you are right. And you were right. I mean, the numbers lined up. And if we hadn't sold that house, then we probably would have never sold it. So in a lot of ways, that was a smart decision yeah it's just we took it in the wrong direction right as it turns out spoiler alert so here's the deal i'm like 38 weeks pregnant okay that's real pregnant oh yeah it's right it's summer hot lovely and redding during the summer in that goddamn house like a sweat box yeah um you call me up one day i remember i was actually starting to have a couple little contractions here and there oh and you're like at work and you know you don't know and you call me up and you're like i know because i didn't tell you and you call me up and you're like uh oh hey uh there's this house that we could go look at that's you know like over in my mom and dad's neighborhood and it's in our price range and do you want to go look at it now, what I should have said was, uh, no, I'm, I'm having contractions. Have a few little contractions. <laughs> Why don't you come home and screw you looking at this house? And instead, I was like, gosh, I guess I better go look at the house. So I just didn't say anything. 
and I went, you know, get my big old pregnant ass in the car. And go get to see Morgan, this stupid you know, house. Go walk through this house with some real estate agent or whatever. It's yeah. boiling hot outside. And my contraction stopped. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, yep. Never mind. Disrupted that whole process and did not come back. Like that was your one shot. <laughs> kind of. Your body's like, hey, I'm going to give you kinda. these signals. Like it's. It's almost go time here. Yep. And you're 38 weeks. Yep. So like that would have been fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they came and then you ignored them and you're like, no, we're going to go check out this house instead. And then they stopped and then they didn't come back until like your midwife like broke your water. Correct. Two weeks later. Two weeks later. So oh, two weeks of misery later. What I didn't realize was for me psychologically the idea of moving was very upsetting and i was not ready mm, for that yeah and i i just didn't i didn't know how to either say that or whatever in that moment and you of course didn't know and yeah. so but also i'm sure the reason why you didn't know to say that was because like you know me being my stupid like <laughs> shut down like what are you talking about we don't do this no <laughs> fucking this and that it's gonna happen like i don't know what your problem is like it's not that big of a deal we just you know get our friends to help if if we have to move like dude yeah yeah it's not it's my fault i don't i mean i stopped you from having the baby on time (laughs) no i had the baby on time it's fine it's fine but when you could have um i just i just didn't understand how how um Living somewhere and moving somewhere is an emotional thing. It's not, at least for me at that time, it wasn't just real estate. You know, it was way more than real estate. Yeah, it makes sense. And for you, I think it was really more about real estate. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you necessarily had a big emotional attachment to the place we were living. No, I wanted to get the hell out of there. Sure. So the reason that our backyard looks so shitty when Roger came over, when we got ready to sell it, is because basically <laughs> when I had Charlie in July of 2006, I almost died. Right. And the recovery process from that childbirth was insane. I mean, I, one, could not stay awake. <laughs> Two, I could barely walk. Okay. Um, I'm getting ready for another school year. Right, with Morgan, so first grade of homeschooling. It's hotter than the blazes of hell outside. <clears throat> Still got this dog, this crazy-ass dog. We decided to do, redo the floor. We got another dog. <clears throat> we got Natasha during yeah. that time. We got two dogs now. Oh, my God. We are so smart. <laughs> <laughs> got my dream dog. I'm getting ready to get my dream house. I feel like we've really <laughs> positioned ourselves well to be like the anti-life coach. <laughs> it's like, let me tell you what. Let me tell you what oh, you shouldn't do. You. Oh, let and me here's tell why. <laughs> Here, listen to this podcast. <laughs> we're the uh, we're the cautionary hey, tale. Hey, man, that's that's the way you learn, man. Oh, I've learned so much. Just man. making mistakes, man. Yeah, bro. Like if somebody hadn't, if somebody had told me not to do it, man, I would have done it anyway. That I would have been like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I have to learn this lesson down the road somewhere um, else. Then I guess over. And over. Yeah. So anyway, basically, um, 
by the time Roger showed up, <laughs> the place was dead. Oh, it was uh, like a dump. Like, I mean, it was just beyond the beyond. I mean, like I, I just could barely function as you can imagine. Right. I mean, the children were fine. Children are taken care of. The dogs were fed. W- you know, we got food in the refrigerator. That's about it. Like no cleaning is happening. No organizing, no big life plans. Like I'm just like, huh, just holding on by my fingernails over here. And then all of a sudden it's time to sell this house. So he comes over just to take a quick look around. He's like looking at me kind of like, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> like, like you guys are dirt bags. Uh, the last time I was here was the day you moved in yeah. and everything was sparkling clean. Uh-huh. What did you do to this place? I mean, he was just kind of like, if we're going to sell this, you're going to have to clean this shit up. <laughs> you can't leave your son's like uh you know garbage that he's shredded all over the backyard oh and the dog do you remember the side yard how oh. bad it smelled in there like, that's, that's where, where the, the dogs dog, peed. like took like took shits and pisses or whatever and it like it was horrible like it smelled like you walked into an ammonia factory it was 100 percent out of control like and we like you couldn't get rid of it. Oh, like we cleaned up all the poop I know. and like I even remember like putting like I got one of those like things that you feed your guard your yard with your grass. Yeah, like to put <laughs> fertilizer on it, and I put like <laughs> baking soda and like Dawn dish uh-huh. detergent, yep. and, like anything else I could think of that like would try to mask or cover up the smell, and sprayed it on there, and like. It didn't make any difference. <laughs> it's it just like you awful. would walk out to out of the side door to the backyard, <laughs> and it would smell like you were walking on the inside of a Porta John. Yeah, it was disgusting. Like you were walking, like in the shit tank. Yeah, like it was so gross. So, at by this time, I'm thinking, oh my god, we're gonna have people come over here and look at this house all yeah. the time yeah. like it's going to be on the market i'm just like stressed out beyond oh, beyond the beyond Horrible. right so roger comes over with a sign so he's got this real estate sign and he's gonna you know pound that into the front yard i'm like you know i'm not really ready roger i'm like uh i gotta obviously clean all this up we gotta mow the lawn we gotta like do all this shit he's like well there's not time for that this is going on the market tomorrow i was like well, I'm not going to be ready tomorrow. I was like, if you're going to have people come over here and look at this, it's going to be a dump, 100%. I was like, there's no way between the two of us and these kids, we're going to get this clean up. He's like, all right, well, let's see what happens. Yeah. So he puts the house on the market. And the first day, I want to say we had like, I don't know, 15 people call us directly. I don't know how many people called him. He comes over with these people who want to look at it. He calls me up like 10 minutes before, hey, I've got so-and-so, they want to come over and look at the house. You ready? Nope. Well, I'm headed over that way, so... uh, Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be there for you to not be ready. We got a lockbox on the door, so ready or not, we're coming over. I was like, ah. Let's sell this baby. I was like, this is... I got another motorcycle to buy here. (laughs) This is not, this is not what I pictured. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, well, fuck it. So I didn't even attempt to clean up, right? (laughs) I think I left. I couldn't handle it. I was just like, I got to get out of here. That's the right move. You were at work. I left. Roger goes in there, shows him the house. I'm thinking like, they're not going to want to buy this. This Mm -hmm. is horrible. 
He calls me up like an hour later. Okay, they're putting an offer in. Uh huh. This is day one. It's on the market. Now, mind you, we're selling it for like one hundred and eighty-five thousand. Yeah. I'm I'm just like flabbergasted. The next day, he's like, "Yep, got their offer in for one hundred eighty-five thousand. Right. They didn't even try to negotiate the price." Mm-hmm. I was like, "You didn't even put the sign in the yard." Like, the sign is still in the side yard, just yeah. laying there. Like, he didn't even have time to put the real estate sign in the front yard. So, I'm just like, wow, uh, okay. He's like, so guess what? They want a 30-day escrow. I'm like, uh, okay. Right, like, where are we going to go? Were we already <laughs> looking at places? We were looking at places. As soon as we started talking about this, we started looking at places. Yeah. Which is why we were looking at that place before I had Charlie. Because there was no, we wouldn't have like an in-between place to go. So we needed like a contingency deal. Yep. Escrow and escrow. We needed to have our place in escrow or like at least on the market. So there was the potential that they could, that that our offer or whatever for the place we bought would be on contingency of us selling the other house taking all the money out of it and dumping it into another house so stressful man oh my god we could have just dumped that into like a a certificate of deposit or something like that or a friggin' money market account you know and like yeah lived in like the nicest apartment for well in retrospect we could have taken that sixty five thousand, uh just put it in a bank in a checking account sure and we would have been a thousand times better off than what we did. <laughs> right. So, um, but it was, it was like an intense, like rush, rush. It sure process. was. As always pin, pin. Oh, just pin the throttle. I mean, Put, it, throw a brick on the, you know, the throttle, the, the, the fucking gas pedal. I mean, if, if somebody said to you, Hey, I want this shit whole place and I'm going to pay exactly what you want for it. Now, would you get a couple little red flags going on? I mean, if I wasn't, if I, <laughs> now I wouldn't, I'd be like, great, <laughs> let's do that. And I'm going to go to like uh, Costa Rica or something like that. Like, <laughs> take the money all right, and run. I'm yeah. taking the money and running on this deal, baby. Like mm-hmm. we are, let's do this. I'm not buying another place. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna live in the penthouse hotel, you know, at the top of the, some fancy ass uh, hotel for a while, man, and just yeah, live large. Yeah. But, so we accepted that offer, and um, that put everything in motion to purchase the dream house, pack up this house we're living in, which. If you've ever tried to pack up a house, which I'm sure some of you have, you know, with a baby strapped to your body, mm, you just haven't lived if you haven't tried that yet. <clears throat> and, oh, mind you. So you've lived. Oh, I've lived. I've lived. <laughs> 1,000%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, homeschool a very difficult child that has ADHD. Mm. Okay. And you continue working full time. Um, yeah. I mean, what could go wrong? Um, practically nothing so we rented the biggest u-haul they make couldn't get everything in there mm-hmm. um had to live at your mom's for a week um we had so much stuff i mean i don't even know how we got that much stuff into a thousand square feet but it was like three thousand square feet worth of stuff in a thousand square feet so were there do you remember were there three rooms yes three bedrooms three bedrooms yeah, because there's like the smaller bedroom that was like on the the front 
Yeah. And the bigger bedroom in the back and then the master, which you had your all the way back. You had your drums in the front room. The drum room. I had my sewing machine in the front room. Oh, yeah, sewing machine at that point. I did. You had your Bernina? No. I have a broken sewing machine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's always good. Um, That's how you sew good. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so Morgan, good. Morgan had the big bedroom, as I recall, because he had so much stuff. <laughs> Give him the master. Uh, yeah, there was there was so much stuff, like all that, all that uh, uh, retail therapy oh, that we'd both been yes. doing, like really hardcore, really paid off. So we really um, set ourselves up for a make it or break it moment, and um, I really, truly am glad that we sold that house. I think if we had not, we might still be there. It was, yeah, it was the right time to sell the house. It's just um, we did the wrong thing after selling we the did. house. I mean, spoiler alert, but we're going to get into that in the next episode. The next episode. Absolutely. So just chill <laughs> till the next episode. I don't know. I think as, uh, as Roger and his uh, puppy dog roommate, Pie. <laughs> remember Pie? Oh, I remember Pie. Yeah, like pictures of pie in his wallet and stuff like that. Little uh, chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> that still cracks me up. Uh, as pie and Roger ride off into the sunset, like, you know. They ride off into the sunset straight to the shop to buy another motorcycle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Retail therapy, baby. Oh, hell yeah. Keep it coming. <laughs> we're uh, We're getting ready to live really, really large in 2006. Oh, yeah. Like when I and when I say large, I Big mean pimpin. beyond our means. <laughs> <laughs> That's large. That is as large as you can get. So uh, I just I know there's other people out there that are, must be listening to this that have experienced the same kind of situation, and like I just want to say like I sympathize with you. Like this this moment in uh, our lives, I think changed my perception of everything going forward and like really actually um, took me from being a very snobby, like holier than thou um, yuppie (laughs) Uh, down to being a very humble, uh, real person that understands what it's like to really want for the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah, lots of uh, lessons were learned uh, <laughs> over the course of these episodes and this next episode And that's coming is going to be a lot of lessons. I'm really glad that we decided to have Charlie. I'm really glad for the family that we have. I'm glad we made those decisions at the time, and I'm so glad we had enough money to make those decisions. And yeah, to that's definitely it. a hugely privileged position to be in. Yep. And like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't take back, I wouldn't take back any of them, I guess. Well, it's not like I could. Yeah. You would just, if, if presented with the same thing again, like the same exact fucking thing would happen. You'd do something different going forward from that house. Right. But we still would have had Charlie. We still would have kind of shifted our focus to being more family focused. I mean, I think that all those things were good, but they were all brought on by the fact that we had money to think about that stuff. And we were doing more than just surviving each day. Yeah. And that is something that's privilege. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think we understood that at the time. So um, anyway, that was kind of rough, but uh, we still we still liked each other though, even after all that stuff happened. I know. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, I don't think I ever stopped liking you no. during that period. I never stopped liking you during that. Oh, you mean like you could stop <laughs> liking me now during this period? <laughs> don't kill. Okay, so um, you gotta just gotta stay tuned for the next episode because that's when like shit goes completely out of control (laughs) it's gonna go majorly sideways completely off the rails and like in a way that i don't think i ever thought could happen in my own life so i really like if you've listened to this one and you're like i don't know just you know give it one more episode if this wasn't enough comedy gold for you (laughs) then (laughs) just wait strap into your oh shit belts (laughs) Yeah. Because Team Babe is going to knock your fucking socks off. Hell yeah. In this next episode. But anyway, uh, I'm just going to think about Roger and Pi riding off into the sunset. I like that. I like that. As we wrap up this tale. Yep. So uh, anyway, love you, babe. Love you too, babe.